Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I am your host this week, Father David Mowry, chaplain to the Movies by Minutes community. And I'm honored to be joined today as my guest, a Dominican sister, Sister Kirsten Marie Barretts. Welcome to the show, Sister Kirsten Marie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, it's my honor to have you here. Now, uh, Sister Kirsten Marie, now the, the attentive listener may notice just the, the hint of an accent in your voice. Uh, now, where is home for you? So my home actually is in the northern part of Germany, but I lived uh, quite a long time very close to Düsseldorf, and we will talk about Düsseldorf later on, uh, connected to the movie. Yes. I so appreciate you being on the show, because this movie, being about World War II, uh, affects not just uh, Americans. There's a big cultural touchstone in the United States with World War II. We speak of those who fought in the war as the greatest generation, and we have a lot of cultural memory and pride tied up with that war. But we weren't the only ones affected by that. And so I wanted to hear what your reaction is as someone from Germany to veterans coming home from World War II. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is quite interesting. First off, how is the war thought of in Germany? I mean, for Americans, it's a source of pride and a source of, of heroism. What is the cultural conversation around World War II where you are? Okay, um... It's it's very different, of course, because uh, we are the one who started this terrible war. Um, so, of course, we say this. We, we should make we should make everything that this would never happen again like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, of course, are not proud of that, um, and we live in the country where, of course, so so we were the one the ones who started the war at the one hand and we are guilty of all what happened um in the war and um and you know we are the ones who caused this this unbelievable terrible holocaust mm -hmm. um so yeah this is a very very uh, dark chapter of our history and we mm -hmm. all know this um at the same time we now face the reality that it is uh, um, quite a long time ago and now mm -hmm. New new voices are raising who say, yeah, we have to think new about that and so on. But but so in the last um, seventy five years, something like that. So we we know that um, that is a very 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 dark um, chapter of our history, and um, we know that there's there's a lot of guilt on our shoulders. Mm. And that that's a very heavy thing to carry. Uh, we can see the effect of war on the, the three main characters in the best years of our lives yeah. as they carry various burdens home with them. In this movie, we see those veterans trying to reintegrate back into the civilian life. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know of anyone either in your family or uh, any anyone that you're close with who had the same kind of experience of coming back from war, whether it's World War II or any other kind of military service, 
where they had to make that attempt of bringing that burden of war and trying to come back to civilian life? A lot of my sisters um, were affected um, by the war and, and not coming back home because they had to leave their homes. Mm. So, for example, my grandma, she was um, um, pregnant. Um, she had to leave her home with the five little children mm. pregnant and she had to, to leave because she was in the eastern part of of uh, Germany, which is now the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. um, so, f for example, and my, my, my one of my grandpas, um, this was the husband of my pregnant grandma, um, he was five years um, in this war prison with the Russians and he mm. came back so uh, very late and he could not go back home. But he had to go to the new place where his wife and um, his children settled down in the western part of Germany. And for example, my other grandpa, he he was in a kind of a lucky situation. He was in Stalingrad, um, this mm -hmm. very famous battle in, in Russia. And um, he survived because he had to go home um, for the funeral for his firstborn son. So... You know, everybody was 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 quite affected, and, um, and and for example, I had one sister, and her her father was missed uh, in in Stalingrad. So we have so it is it is quite noble. Everybody has someone in his family who was affected by the war. Mm -hmm. And you even have a, a geographic connection uh, to both the war and the movie. You mentioned to me as we were. Uh, getting ready for our recording session today that you grew up near Dusseldorf, which Fred, our Air Force captain, mentions that he dropped some bombs on. Uh, so as an American, I, I, we've never had to go through anything like the extended bombing campaign that Germany endured during the war. How does a city like Dusseldorf recover and how does a city like Dusseldorf commemorate something like that? Yeah, you know, um, so and and again, I have to say we as Germans, we started all this bombing. So um, mm. I don't want to uh, I don't want to to bring up the feeling that uh, that what it was unjust or something like that to do that. Mm -hmm. So it, we, we earned what we what we sue, something like that. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so the cities were, were completely destroyed. Mm. So um, and the, we had a lot of um, of these fire bombs. So mm -hmm. the city where I was born, this is Wuppertal. This is very close to Düsseldorf. So there, they had some some fire nights because they they dropped the fire bombs and the whole city was burning. And this was uh, phosphor bombs, so you couldn't um, you couldn't bring down the fire. And people were, were people were burning, and they were in the mm -hmm. cellars uh, to to have um, some something like security for the bombs. They went down into the the cellars. It was very, very hot, and um, you were very lucky if you survived something like um, this bombing attack. So afterwards, um, if you survived this, you, you, you could be very, very lucky. The second step was what was with your flat, with your house. Um, did you have the chance to go back into your flat, or did you need to, to search another place to live? Um, and then all the cities were destroyed, and they had to rebuild this, and... I don't remember this, but I know this from 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 um, tellings that in some cities, up into the 80s, they did not um, rebuild special areas because there mm. were historical mm. houses and they did not know how to re rebuild them. So and wow. so for that, there are a lot of very ugly <laughs> German cities 
because you know they were bombed and then after second world war they tried to rebuild them very very fast because they needed houses and and we had this um, flooring um, economics so and they just rebuilt it and it was not very very nice so yeah we, we can see this um, not so beautiful architecture everywhere and this reminds us um, in a way uh, to the to the war and what was going on that presents such a, a vivid picture. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it, it's something that shows the you know whatever the the morality of the war may be, and with leaving the the question of justice off to the side, still there is always a price to be paid yeah. in war, and uh, the cost that is carried uh, by those who did not have anything to do directly with the decisions that led to that kind of destruction. And mm -hmm. so you know, to have that kind of architectural reminder of the war, it leaves a mark on the cultural memory. Uh, just as Fred, as we've seen this past week of episodes, Fred carries the memory of watching his friends getting shot down. And mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. had no part in the decision to go to war. He was drafted. He was sent over on those bombing runs and he was just he was uh he was just serving his country and he lost a friend he lost comrades in arms as a result and he carries that uh psychological scar with him which mirrors i think in a way those architectural scars mm -hmm. in dusseldorf that, that war touches everyone whatever side whatever side of the war you may be on yeah well then, Sister Kirsten Marie, coming to this movie of uh, this 1946, The Best Years of Our Lives, what was your impression of it? What did you think of this film? Yeah, I'm so I'm so very thankful that I had the chance to watch this film because um, it opened my eyes that um, that the 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 American veterans as the one who won the war mm. had at the end the soldiers they had the same problems as maybe every soldiers everywhere on the world. So mm. coming back home and facing the situation at home, so at home, and maybe this is the difference to, for example, Europe. So coming back home, everything's nice and life's going on and so on. And this, we, we all almost had the same in, in, in Europe, I think. So men came back home and their, their, their wives, their women, and the society, they had, um, they had went on. So, so yes, they went on. Um, and, and the problem to come back home and to find your original place back home and then to face the situation. I think you can see this with the family of uh, from L mm -hmm. that the, the women, they, they gained in a way strength because they had to, we, we say this in Germany, they had, they stand, they had to stand their man. So we say this, so, so they weren't, they were not the men um, to help them. So they, they in a way um, developed and they mm -hmm. changed um so and this was difficult um as well and yeah i think um we can see this and this was something surprising for me to to get uh, to get this that this is the situation whoever you are and wherever you go speaking of those women of the stevenson family that brings us to the minute we're talking about today minute 54 of the best years of our lives minute 54 begins with peggy wiping fred's face and it ends with peggy poking her face into the room and that comment you made about the veterans returning home from war finding that 
life went on while they were away and now they have to find their own place again that's very vividly captured by the fact that fred is not sleeping in his own bed <laughs> and he is in fact uh, sleeping in a woman's bed so this this peggy has been working at the hospital she has been uh, growing as a person during the wartime, uh, giving of herself in service. And now all of a sudden she is gracious enough, but still suddenly has to give her bed to a stranger, to this veteran who has come home. And that I think that takes a lot of strength of character in order to do that as graciously as Peggy does. Yeah, I think um, I, was, I was touched by this minute um, because I think this shows the the drama of the war so mm. um people are very deeply touched in their souls their souls are hurt so even though if if red was not was not hurt he had his his two hands um and he seemed to be healthy but mm. he's very deeply touched in his soul and he and and i and i think this shows at the same time same time how strong the women had to be so mm. they had to stand with them um, and had to take care for them because I think that it was not easy to overcome the the um, um, or the the experiences from the war and and the loss of the friends and so on. And we're going to see next week. Uh, Fred is a little cagey. He he's a little hesitant to talk about what has happened mm -hmm. uh, during his nightmare, and so it's clear that Fred and and others like him don't know how to talk about these things and are not comfortable talking yeah. about these things, which makes the strength of the female characters in the story all the more impressive. Because even though uh, they are not being let into what the, the men are experiencing, they are not invited into those experiences. Still, we see Peggy, we see Al's wife, Millie, uh, Homer's girlfriend, Wilma, each in their own way are doing the best they can to support these veterans and to bring them back into something like normal life. Mm -hmm. And I think so. So there's a, a second um, part of this that Fred had to stay in a in a bed of a stranger to him because his wife he yeah, she 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 worked, but on the, at the other hand, you can see in the movie that um, she's not so very much interested in him any longer. <laughs> So <laughs> that's putting it generously, yes. <laughs> so, and I think this is a this is a another problem. So we 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 faced this in Germany or in Europe quite well. So because for a very long time the women they did not know are their men still alive? Will mm -hmm. they come back? Mm -hmm. And maybe there were there was someone in the in the village in the city I don't know, and they got got to know and so on and so on. And very often I think. Um, um, veterans came back and and had to to find out that um, their wives, their women, um, found someone else. So, and I think mm. this is this is one of the part I I, I thought this is yeah, this is very interesting, very very touching. So, um, how can you reconnect back to this what happened before the war? Because I I can imagine that. Um, even in the United States, it was it was a, a difficult time as well. And so it is not the, the honeymoon couple, the partying people like the, the wife of um, Fred was anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, 
Wilma obviously has been carrying a torch for Homer and mm-hmm. has been waiting for him to come home. Yeah. Whereas Fred's wife Marie, well, not mm-hmm. so much. You know, she mm-hmm. has she has been living the good life mm-hmm. <laughs> while Fred has mm-hmm. been away because that's the kind of person Marie is. She is very vivacious, she is very high energy, she loves being at the party and in the mix of things, and waiting does not really seem to be her strong suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whereas, you know, Peggy here, Peggy shows herself to be very attentive, very caring. Uh, Part of that, I think, comes out of her experience working in the hospital. We know that she's been serving as a a nurse and and helping those who are sick uh, back home during the war. And she shows that good bedside manner here. Uh, First of all, I think she's a very classy lady to keep a hanky in her bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows she's always very prepared <laughs> and uh, goes goes to great lengths to to wipe Fred's face. Uh, I was just a little amused to see her just get right underneath his nose as she's wiping <laughs> with the hanky. Shows good attention to detail. <laughs> but and all of this really is is going above and beyond uh, for a man she just met at a bar yeah. earlier tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. This I think this minute shows that she's a real nurse, and that she knows how to, you know, how to treat people who need help. Mm-hmm. In your uh, ministry, Sister Kirsten Marie, do you ever have to uh, care for the sick or exercise uh, the same kind of hospitality that that Peggy shows by welcoming strangers uh, into the house? Yeah, you know, I've lived in a nursing home, so we very mm-hmm. often had had strangers there. And um, you had to be with them, um, especially with them um, who who suffer Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. something like that. And they, they are very disorientated. So you have to be very close to them. And it is always good to have to be in skin contact, something like that, to touch them. And so because this, this makes contact. So I, I can understand what Peggy is doing in this in this minute of the, of the movie. Mm hmm. I think she uh, she handles. We saw earlier in the week she handled Fred's nightmare very well. Uh, yeah. I, I speaking for myself, I, I would have been an anxious mess. I would not have known what to do for someone having that kind of episode. Uh, I imagine you have seen uh, people with Alzheimer's similarly having a uh, a a state of confusion where they don't know where they are. Or they're they're oh, yes. having. Uh, you know, a difficult time being present to the moment. Yeah, yeah. So we we are more or less used to that experience, mm. and I think this 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 again shows that Peggy is a very experienced woman, because I can imagine that in the hospital she had a lot of people who suffered um, nightmares. So and and to know just be there, calm them down, um, and so on. I, I think um, yeah, this shows her her very great experience and his. Her, her very um, attentive soul, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she is, yes, she is very attentive to Fred. And, and while she is taking care of Fred, we see just the very gentlest smile on Fred's face. Mm-hmm. And you, the, the nightmare is passed. Everything is fine. He's being taken care of. And, you know, that smile lets us know that uh, that Peggy is good for Fred. Yeah. She, she is really... Helping him, uh, you know, not face 
the the challenges that he brings home with him from war, but at least manage them. That she is uh, sticking with him in the midst of that 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 nightmare and doesn't abandon him, but stays with him and helps him get back to sleep. Yeah, and I can imagine that this is something what they missed um, the most during the war. So to have someone on your side who is just sensitive, who, who does not, you, you know, someone you are um, in a way um, attached to, um, who wants to be with you and um, who does not want something from you in a way. So... And 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 uh, and to know that you don't have to get up in a minute and go and fight, something like that. But just this, in a way, gentleness. So I don't know if it's the the right mm -hmm. word for that. So just this human behavior, something like that. Yeah, the the military, not a place you go for gentleness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Even uh, even for Fred, who as an uh, airman in the air force would not have had to uh, deal with sleeping out in the field like Al did, perhaps. He mm -hmm. was always in a barrack somewhere. Still, yeah, he could have been gotten up at a moment's notice in order to go on some midnight raid somewhere. And uh, there was certainly uh, a shortage of a, a, shall we say, feminine touch uh, in the uh, in the military mm -hmm. during World War II. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned Peggy's attentiveness, and in this minute, we get several seconds, several long seconds of Peggy just looking yeah. at Fred. What do, you, what do you think Peggy is thinking as she's looking at Fred's face? Ooh, this is quite a good question. So <laughs> I, I could imagine that she's asking herself what he has seen that makes him dream and scream like that. So, so you know, I don't know. So the, the people in Europe, and I can say, I, I I try to say this for whole Europe, they they knew what the, for example, the the pilots um, who dropped the bombs saw because they saw it from another um, perspective. But um, for a person like Peggy who has not seen the war, mm -hmm. I can imagine that this could be her question. So. What has he seen? What has he done? What is going on that brings um, a, a man like Fred to scream uh, during the night? Yeah, there's definitely some pity in her face as uh, she is considering him after tucking him under what looks to be honestly a very warm comforter. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like it's 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 made out of asbestos. Uh, <laughs> it's like it keep keep Fred very toasty warm. But uh, yes, you I I agree with you that she is seeing Fred in a new light. Uh, earlier tonight, he was chatting with her. Oh, he was deep into his cups. He had had me you know, yeah. one too many, or maybe three too many at that point. Yeah, maybe. And, he got a he got a very got it now she sees a very different side of Fred a very vulnerable uh -huh. side of Fred and she considers him in a new light. What I see in her that she has that pity she has that uh, that attentiveness and that gentleness in her face but I think there's there's also that beginning of a romantic interest okay. here. Okay, yeah, maybe. Where yeah. we see that play out in the rest of the movie, but I you know I I think Peggy just you know wants to give him a little smooch. Before mm -hmm. she leaves the room, you know, maybe you know something chaste, something on the forehead, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, there's there's a little spark, I think, here mm -hmm. that uh, we're going to see develop over the rest of the film. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, I think yes. This could be because I think this is a very intimate moment. You know. Oh yeah. She, she's something like um, looking in the soul of Fred, something like that. If you see someone who's so vulnerable in this moment, yeah, I think this this can be very very touching. And and um, I think she gets a glimpse of um, how his soul is looking in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, but she she doesn't linger. She she exits the room, and uh, as she does so, we have this nice wrap up of mm-hmm. the the music of this scene. Uh, throughout the nightmare scene, we've been having these tense strings with uh, repeated note patterns, uh, emphasizing how Fred can't get out of the nightmare. But now. Well, the descending four-note pattern has no accidentals in it. It's all in a major key, so it smooths out that anxiety-producing cycle of chords during the nightmare sequence. And as Peggy leaves the room, we have this night bling, bring, (laughs) as she walks out to indicate everything is fine now. Everything is at peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love the music of the of the movie. It's it's wonderful. Uh, and then we just we get a little, just a little bit of uh, the next morning. <laughs> but what I love, as careful as Peggy has been to tuck Fred in the night before, he is an absolute mess. He has been rolling around in his sleep. The covers are thrown everywhere by the time she checks in with him on the morning. <laughs> Yeah, it's this is this is quite funny. Yeah, and maybe he was dreaming again or something like that. Yeah, it certainly could have been. You know, I'm I'm sure seeing his friend's plane go down is not the only thing that yeah. uh, would be on his mind. In that early morning light, uh, we the last shot we have of this minute is uh, Peggy very quietly opening the door and, mm-hmm. and peeking her head in just to make sure that Fred is all right and Fred is still there. And that's where uh, we get a we get a good shot of uh, Peggy's room. We see this beautiful poster bed mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with very, um, I would say, a very unmilitary uh, <laughs> curtains hanging from it. Yeah, <laughs> this is really. I thought. I thought when I saw this, I thought, oh yeah, this is really a, a women's bed, something like that. I could not <laughs> imagine that. Uh, or I could imagine that that Fred was quite astonished when he uh, woke up and said, "Ooh, where I am." <laughs> yeah, well, we will. We'll see tomorrow how Fred reacts to uh, waking up in a stranger's bedroom. Uh, but for now. Sister Kirsten Marie, was there anything else that uh, you wanted to say about this minute or anything about uh, the movie in general? You know, I was always, I was, the the whole movie on, I was afraid that Al did not make it um, back into his family and that he, because he, he drank a lot. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was quite afraid when he was at this dinner with this, oh, with his boss yeah. from the bank and he had to, to give the speech and so I was I was really quite nervous. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you, you, know, you and me both, sister. You yeah. and me both. <laughs> and you know, I'm very happy um that this movie had a happy end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, of of all the, you know, we of course we see Fred uh, the most uh, this week and next week. Uh we just get a little bit of Al falling asleep uh on last Monday. But mm-hmm. Al's story, Al kind of 
comes off the best. He is able to re-enter his civilian life the most smoothly. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was uh, very lucky for him. So some at some point, I, I, I thought, ooh, maybe he won't make it. <laughs> well, listeners, you're going to have to wait and see what uh, what Sister Kristen Marie is talking about in future minutes of the Best Minutes podcast. Uh, but uh, while you're waiting, please feel free to join us at Butch's Place. Uh, that's the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe on Facebook, or you can join the conversation on Twitter at The Best Minutes. Uh, Sister Kirsten Marie, is there uh, is there anything that you're involved with that you want to plug, or is there uh, any place on social media where people would be able to follow you? Yes, of course. So, um, but it is everything is in German. But um, so maybe you want to train your German. <laughs> yes, yeah, awesome. Good German practice. Yeah, and we have a, a wonderful, wonderful, nice new um, channel on Instagram, and this is called um, Berufung. This means um, vocation in German, and there we are five people sharing insights from our life, and I think this is a very good um, occasion to to get to know religious life and people who live their um, vocation a bit closer. So if you want and if you want to train your German and watch nice uh, pictures, so uh, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram, Berufung. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a link to that in the show notes for those who are interested. The nice thing about pictures is that they're worth a thousand words and are language independent. Uh, I, I always enjoy, Sister Chris Marie, uh, seeing pictures of your bicycle. Thank you. You cycle <laughs> everywhere you know makes me tired uh, just looking at those photos but it is always a delight to see you uh, pedaling about yeah thank you it's great fun to cycle <laughs> take a look at uh, sister Kirsten marie's instagram practice a little bit of your german and then join us here next time on the best minutes podcast Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.